Welcome to Riches in Christ Radio Ministry with Diane Kennedy. Please stay tuned at the end of today's lesson. We'll give you information on how you can acquire this week's tape, along with information about our weekly meetings and website. Now, here's Diane Kennedy. This week, we are continuing our discussion of the fact that because we've believed on Jesus as our Savior and our Lord, God has indwelled us by His Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in you if you have believed on Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. And one of the things he's come to do is to restore you to your created purpose, which is to be a son or daughter of God who is conformed to the image of Jesus Christ or like Jesus in character and power, holiness and love. Jesus is the pattern for God's family. Now, we left off yesterday in Romans chapter 8, verses 29 and 30. Let me just jump right into it, because it's already Wednesday and we've got a lot to cover this week. Verse 29, Romans eight twenty-nine says, For whom God did foreknow, that means he knew about us beforehand. It goes on to say, For whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate. To predestinate means he decided something beforehand. For whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That's your created purpose, to become sons or daughters of God who are like Jesus in character and power, holiness and love. Now verse 30 goes on to explain how God accomplishes this. He does it through a process of transformation that turns sinners into holy, righteous sons and daughters of God. Verse 30 goes on to say, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. He calls us or invites us to become his sons and daughters through faith in Christ. When we believe on Jesus and his sacrifice at the cross, he justifies us. To be justified means to be made just as though we never sinned. We're cleansed from our sin and made as though we never sinned. Once we're cleansed, God can then indwell us by his spirit and begin the process of transformation that changes us from sinners into holy, righteous sons and daughters who are fully pleasing to him. Once we're justified, he can glorify us. We're literally born of God by the Spirit of God and become literal, actual sons and daughters of God through new birth. And then the Holy Spirit in us continues that work of transformation, progressively restoring us to our created purpose. Now, there's we could do whole lessons on that statement that I just made, but let's pick up where we left off. I want you to consider three thoughts in connection with our discussion of being aware of the power that's in us. That's why we're talking about all this. Uh, the great apostle Paul wrote to Christians, are you not conscious of the fact that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? which is in you, which you have of God. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. We need to live with the awareness that God is in us. 
have you ever heard the verse, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world? Of course you have, if you've been a Christian any length of time. But for most Christians, that's just a wall plaque verse. By wall plaque verse, I mean something that looks nice when it's cross-stitched and framed and hung up on the wall, but it doesn't have really any reality in our lives. Friend, if Jesus is your Savior and Lord today, God is in you, and there's nothing that can come against you that's bigger than God in you. What if you live with that consciousness? See, that's what becoming aware of the fact that God is in you right now by his spirit. That's what becoming aware of that fact and coming to be to be persuaded of it and believe it. That's what it'll do for you. So consider three thoughts about the fact that God is in you. Awareness of the fact that God the Holy Spirit is now in you shows you how effective the cleansing power of the cross and the new birth is. When you believe on Jesus, the record books in heaven regarding you and your sin are cleansed, and you are declared righteous. And then God indwells you in what we call the new birth. But here's the point. The cleansing power of God when you believe on Jesus, is so effective that you've become a fit dwelling place for Almighty God. We could do a whole lesson on this, but the Bible is very clear that God cannot overlook sin and he cannot indwell sinners. The very fact that God is in you shows a huge transformation has already taken place in you. So that's the first thing I want you to think about. Awareness of the fact that God the Holy Ghost is now in you shows how effective the inward cleansing power of the cross and the new birth is. You are a fit dwelling place. Secondly, awareness of the fact that the Holy Ghost is in you gives assurance that a process of transformation is underway and it will be completed. That's a great source of hope. See, what do I mean? Well, Let's take me. I'm born of God, born of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, but I'm not yet fully conformed to the image of Christ in every part of my being. Occasionally I have thoughts I shouldn't have. Occasionally something slips out of my mouth that shouldn't have. I want all that stuff gone. I want to be as Christ-like as I can. And he who has begun a good work in me will complete it. He's begun a work in me by the power of the Holy Ghost, and he will complete it, and he'll do the same for you. That's a tremendous source of hope. And then here's the third thing I want you to consider in connection with our discussion of being aware of the power that's in us. Awareness of the fact that God the Holy Ghost is in you should bring a sense of responsibility to you that affects the way you live. You are a temple of God, friend if you're born of God, and so am I. Is what I'm doing and saying fitting behavior for a temple of God? Is the way you're acting appropriate behavior for the dwelling place of God? We have a responsibility to act like what we are. Whole can of worms for another day. But here's the point for our present discussion. The Holy Spirit is in us to make us Christ-like in character and power holiness, and love. This power, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the Holy Spirit is in you to work in you and transform you 
and then through you show Jesus to the world around you. Let me read you something else Jesus said to his disciples the night before he went to the cross. This is John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Jesus said, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Oops, sorry, i got to turn the page. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. The night before Jesus was crucified, he commanded his followers to love each other with the same love wherewith he loved them. And he said that through the way they express that love, or how they treat each other, through the way they treat each other, people would know that they and we are followers of Jesus. See, we're here to show Jesus. Now that we know him, we're here to show him to the world around us. In Romans chapter 5, verse 5, Paul wrote to men and women born of and baptized in the Spirit, let me read it, that God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given unto us. When we're born again, the love of God through the Spirit of God comes into our hearts. The Greek word that's translated poured out, the love of God, the King James says, has been shed abroad. I read the Amplified here. It says it's been poured out. The Greek word translated shed and poured out means to pour pour forth or bestow. This same word is used of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on people who are baptized in the Spirit. I'm not going to read the scriptures, but I'm looking at a list of them. The idea here is through being born of the Spirit and baptized in the Spirit, the same love with which Jesus loved people has been shed abroad in our hearts by the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, the love whereby we love others isn't a feeling or an emotion. It's an, it's not a natural human love. Human beings are unable to love like Jesus loved. He laid down his life for his enemies. This love that comes into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who's given unto us, this love is supernatural. It's power from God to treat people the way Jesus treated people, the way Jesus treats people, even though you don't like them. Now, those are whole lessons for another day. We've done series on on walking in love, and I'm sure we'll teach on it again at some point. But the, the point for right now is we're to show Jesus to the world around us. And the night before Jesus went to the cross to pay for sin, to open the way for God the Holy Spirit to indwell us, Jesus said, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love each other as I have loved you. And by this men will know that you are my disciples. We are to show the world Jesus through the way we treat each other. That's not based on a feeling. You can love people that you don't like. Whole can of worms for another night. Nowhere does the Bible tell us to like everybody. We don't like everybody. Like comes out of similar personalities and interests. But love is an action. It has to do with how we treat people. Now, let me stop there and bring this to a good a good jumping off point because we're getting near the end. Um, that's all we're going to say about love right in this particular lesson. Now, if we go over to Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, Paul admonished Christians to work out their own salvation 
with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Work out your salvation with the awareness that God is in you. Now, these verses deserve an entire lesson, but consider these points. Work out your salvation does not mean work to earn or deserve salvation. We're saved by God's grace and not our efforts. The Greek word translated work out means to work fully or to accomplish. By implication, it means to finish or to fashion. The ultimate goal of salvation is to fully conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. We need to live with that awareness and do all we can to work toward that goal, but we're to do it with the consciousness that God's working in us to produce transformation in and through us. More tomorrow. You have been listening to Diane Kennedy of Riches in Christ. To order this week's teaching on CD, be ready for our number coming up soon. Diane teaches locally every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. near Highway 44 in Jameson at 4720 Jameson. Praise and worship is provided by Mercy's Child before each lesson. Riches in Christ provides a website at www.richesinchrist.com where you can listen to this week's radio lesson, download years of teachings and outlines, sign up for free weekly outlines, and order Diane's book, God is Good and Good Means Good. Friends, knowing that God is good is the single most important thing to stand on when trouble hits. If you think the trouble comes from or is allowed by God, then you need this book. For information or to order this week's lesson on CD, call us at 1-888-739-6619. Please mention today's date. Our number again is 1-888-739-6619.